0: Welcome to episode 264 of the Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I love to grow food in my allotment and garden. Today is the 24th of March 2020 and this is the first episode of the daily format that we are using, for the time being anyway, to get us through this harsh time. Now in just a moment I'm going to be talking about a few crops that can be grown for small spaces and this is in response to an email I received from from a listener, after a few pointers of what she could grow in a small space that she had. But firstly, what have I been up to today? Well, it's been quite a busy day, actually. I had a few appointments that I had to keep despite being in lockdown. But once I dealt with those, I went to my local farm to supplies to get some chicken and quail feed. Now, I thought I had quite a bit of chicken and quail feed. But when I looked yesterday, I thought, actually, I'm probably going to need some more. So I went to my local farm supplies and unfortunately they didn't have any chicken feed but they are due a delivery tomorrow. But I did have some quail feed so I topped up on that and hopefully tomorrow I'll be able to get the chicken feed just to finish things off quite nicely. I'm not overly worried because I do have enough but if the whole country is on lockdown it may come a point that I can't get any so just being prepared. After that, I went to the allotment. Now, I did hear on the news this morning that we are allowed to go to our allotments during this lockdown. They are considered part of the exercise. We've just got to exercise extreme caution with hygiene and staying away from each other at two metres distance, which is easy to do on allotment. So that gave me the chance to go down there anyway. Now, as I entered the gate, I noticed there was a lot more vehicles parked up than there usually is. But quite predominantly, and I think the the driver of this van had done this on purpose, he had parked his van so that everybody who drove in saw his rear window. And in his rear window, he displayed a flag that simply said, Peace. And I just kind of thought that was a lovely way to start off down on the allotment. So I went off to my site, and the first thing I did was build the cold frame. Now, you may recall yesterday I said I was cutting up bits of wood to make a cold frame to go on the allotment. And I loaded it into the van to take it down, and I I took it down. I screwed it all together, and I've got to say, I'm pleased it's built, but it does look pretty rough. It does need a lot of tidying up. It's very um, make-do-and-mend sort of mentality, but it'll do the job. Now, after I built the rectangular frame and screwed it all together, I placed some paving slabs inside the base of this cold frame. And the idea for this is that those paving slabs, as the sun hits them throughout the day, will warm up. And come night, it'll retain some of that heat and should help keep my plants a bit warmer throughout the night. That's my idea anyway. So I put those in there and then on the top, I placed some of my spare glass panels that I had salvaged over the last few years mostly from glass fridge doors. I always knew they would come in handy for something. So with that built I then set about doing a bit of weeding just to pass the time. I think weeding is going to be one of those tasks I'm going to be doing a lot of but it's going to be good to really get on top of the weeds throughout this time. So after that I came home and that was all the gardening that I have really done today. So I received an email from a listener last week and she wanted me to share a few ideas of what she could do to maximise the amount of food she is growing in her allotment. Now her allotment is quite small, only five metres square. So that's not a huge amount of room at all. In the current situation, she really wants to produce as much food as possible and she wanted to know if I had any ideas. And it's something I had a bit of an experience with because my old garden was pretty small. When growing food and that, we had to be very, very choicy about what we wanted to grow. Now, the first rule, as always, and this is the same with any vegetable garden, is grow what you eat. There is no point growing something that you are less likely to eat because it just wastes space, time, money, you name it. What I also found with small spaces is it enabled us to be quite creative. have got to say, the first thing that I always say is to grow herbs. And the reason I say grow herbs is that herbs can transform a meal. They can take the most mundane or simple meal and really jazz them up. For example, let's take cheese on toast. Now, everyone loves cheese on toast. But you take that cheese on toast... You sprinkle some oregano on top or oregano depends how you want to say it that cheese on toast is then elevated to another level and it's the same with many other herbs such as rosemary mint sage they just really do elevate any meal and they can produce herbs all year round or you can dry the herbs so you can use them throughout the winter quite easily as well so yes herbs would go straight to the top of my list after that I would be looking at crops that we can get two crops from one. Now beetroot is a great example from this. We all know that we can eat the root of beetroot. That round, red, tasty little thing that is just delicious. But we can also eat the leaves from the beetroot tops. And they are actually very, very tasty. And they go really, really nice in a salad. So here's what I do. I grow a row of beetroot. And as they grow... Once I've got a few leaves on every single plant, I might just pick a few here and there to make a salad. Then as the plants grow, when the beetroot is ready and I want that beetroot, I will pick that beetroot. I will still eat the leaves, but I've also got the beetroot root as well. So again, that's a two for one. Now another two for one that I'm trying this year is called wok brok. Chinese broccoli, and it's ideal for stir fries. I've only just discovered this and it says it's quick growing, cut and come again. All parts of this plant are edible and they're similar in taste to broccoli. Now I quite like stir fries and we're eating a lot of them. I'm just reading the back of a packet here now. It says you can sow between April to September and you can harvest from August to February next year. It's quite a long growing period, quite a long harvest period. Now, there are a couple of two for one crops that I'm going to throw in here, which are wild cards. I've never grown them myself, but I do think there's something in them. I think they might be a bit expensive, if I'm honest, but they are a possibility. So the first one is a tomatoes, And what that is, you've got potatoes growing under the ground, but the top is a tomato plant. So that will give you tomatoes and potatoes in one space. And the second plant for this is called the egg and chips plant. So again, it's potatoes growing underground, but aubergines above. All three of these plants are from the same family. So it makes a lot of sense that these plants are grafted together to grow. I do think that they are quite expensive. And that's why I haven't ever bought them. I think for the price, they're a bit of a novelty. It is possible to graft your own plants, but... That's quite a high skill level, so I'm not going to recommend it unless you know what you're doing. So next I want to think about prolific crops, and these are crops that really do produce a lot. I've mentioned cut and come again salads quite a bit lately, and actually I do think cut and come again salads are great in small spaces as well. I won't go too much into these, but if you can sow once a week or every couple of weeks a row of cut and come again salad leaves, it'll keep you going for quite a while. One of the most prolific crops that... (laughs) you will always see gardeners giving away is the courgette. And I I actually quite enjoy courgettes. I would say for most people, you don't need more than two courgette plants. That's enough to feed a whole family. Courgettes are great because obviously we all eat them. They go great in pretty much most summer meals. So many options you can do with courgettes. But the main thing is that that one plant will supply you with enough courgettes right throughout the summer autumn period. So that is what I would call a prolific crop. While staying in the sort of prolific crop area, I'm going to head on to this sort of vertical garden, but keeping that sort of theme. So, And when it comes to vertical crops, you will quite often see dwarf varieties. And these could be like dwarf French beans or dwarf broad beans or dwarf tomatoes. I've got to say, avoid those if you want to maximise your ground space. The reason i say that dwarf generally means they don't grow as high but when you want to really make the most of your space you want them to grow high because they can produce more crops really the dwarf take up as much ground as the normal size crops so you're not really saving anything the only thing you might be doing is blocking out light on the neighboring plot but i think most people can accept that For these, I always grow lots of tomatoes. And tomatoes, well, I mean, they're used quite a bit throughout the year. You can freeze them. You can make pasta sauces out of them. So much that we can do with tomatoes. French beans. I love French beans anyway. But again, they grow up. You can produce a lot of food. And yeah, they don't take much work. Runner beans. I'm not a lover of runner beans, but my wife likes them a lot. And I've started growing those for her. Again, they grow up. They don't take up a huge amount of space, but they do produce quite a bit of food. Broad beans, they're pretty good as well. And what I found with broad beans, actually, it's wrong long time of year to say this, but I always grow mine over winter. So that means I sow them October, November time. They'll grow over the winter and they will produce food about May time. By about June, they are coming out the ground, which is great because that's exactly what i want it for and what this means is that area of ground is then ready to plant something else in and that is actually something i do want you to think about if you are tight in space you've got to constantly grow something in the ground you've got to constantly have something growing what can we follow that up with well june we can be planting out perhaps our winter crops so our cabbages or something they're going to take quite a while but they're going to put that ground into use cucumbers grow vertically and they produce quite well Chilies, oh yes, how can we forget chilies? One of my favorite crops. Again, a good prolific crop in chili, and you'll get hundreds and hundreds of chilies. They can be dried out, they can be frozen, and they can be used in a wide range of meals, again to add a bit more flavor. Now, at this point, I just want to mention a few crops that I would suggest to avoid. Now, asparagus. That is in the ground for years and it produces only for about six weeks. So I would avoid those. Potatoes, especially main crop potatoes, they are in the ground for quite a few months. So therefore, I would avoid those. They're also cheapest chips to buy. Leeks and parsnips, they're also in the ground for quite a long time, as are carrots. So I'd avoid those. And then pumpkins. Pumpkins, I dither a bit with. Now, I quite like edible pumpkins and they can be grown vertically just like crops i've said before and a nice big size pumpkin you can get quite a few meals out of freeze easily and in fact you can store pumpkins without freezing them you can just store them as they are well that's it for today's podcast i hope that's been of some use to you if you've got any thoughts tips or anything you would do in a small vegetable patch then please let me know. You can email me, richard at the thevegggrowerpodcast.co.uk. You can leave a comment at the thevegggrowerpodcast.co.uk or you can find me on social. Just search for The Veg Podcast. Hopefully, everything being well, there'll be another podcast tomorrow. I hope these daily podcasts are going to be of use to you. But for now, please take care and I'll see you again next time.